0: You have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry! Way downtown! Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! With six tenths of a second remaining! This is Downtown hot. All your NBA news and opinions in one place. Follow, retweet and share on Twitter at Downtown Pod. Email your thoughts, feedback and suggestions to downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. Pod, now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Downtown. Welcome back into Downtown Daily Pod, your NBA home of the news and the recaps of the matches around the association. We're going to get stuck into things very, very soon. But of course, as always, if it's your first time tuning into Downtown Pod, don't forget to catch us at Twitter. We are twitter.com forward slash downtown pod, all one word. We'd love to hear some feedback, some suggestions. And if you want to jump on the pod and perhaps contribute some information about your favorite team, player, or some stats that you'd love to discuss about the NBA, It's downtownpodhoops at gmail.com, downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. As always, it's Jack, and we're going to talk about the slate of games in the NBA this afternoon, being a Wednesday Australian time and a Tuesday night in the association. There were a total of four games, so a small slate of matches today, but also some breaking news, which we can get to a bit later on Downtown Pod. Let's start with the first game of the afternoon, and it was the Warriors and the Grizzlies. If you have not caught up with this, then make sure, as always, it's a score warning if you intend to listen or perhaps. To watch some of these games a bit later on. Make sure you turn off the pod right now and come back when you finish watching your slate of lead pass catch up. The Warriors though got the job done. 114.95 over the Memphis Grizzlies. This game was somewhat of a bit of an interesting matchup as the Grizzlies debuted uh, some players who hadn't really seen much action previously, including Kyle Anderson and Tyus Jones. They also brought Jay Crowder out. He double-doubled and Jamarant Morant Continued his wonderful rookie season with 20 points and six assists and two rebounds in a 35-minute effort. But it was the Golden State Warriors who, perhaps, welcoming Draymond Green back into the fold in terms of contribution, and Alec Burks filling the gap that Steph Curry has left. Burks poured in 29 points, had eight rebounds and two assists. Meanwhile, they got minutes into every single one of their 12 rotation players. In fact, tonight they only used 11 rotation players. With Jordan Poole, he played. Six 17 minutes and recorded 5 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists. Glen Robinson III had 20, had 2 assists and 1 rebound. But Draymond Green was perhaps the most impressive, almost pulling up a triple double in 35 minutes of game time: 8 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. This one was a game which was played at the FedEx Forum, and it was a game where the Golden State Warriors led by as many as 15 points at halftime. The Grizz, to their credit, brought it back to be a contest at the final break, but the Warriors pulled ahead and ended up winning by 19 points. Diving a bit deeper into this matchup and the two teams so far this season, both teams are unlikely to make the NBA playoffs. But what this matchup does tell us is that Alec Burks has not been forgotten as a man who can contribute in this league. Alec Burks, of course, was bounced around, had some time with the Utah Jazz, but now he's enjoying his time at the Golden. State Warriors. Steve Kerr has gone on record to publicly say that he believes in Burks, his form and his contributions, and Glenn Robinson III as well. With Burks pouring in 29 points, 8 rebounds and 2 assists, and Robinson pouring in 20, you can see perhaps a bright spark in the future of this Golden State Warriors team. If you're a fan who jumped on in the glory days of Curry and Thompson, of course Curry's not gone, Thompson neither, and perhaps you jumped on when KD was there, D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell is due to come back from injury very soon, in the new year if the Warriors can manage somehow to pull this thing back to 500 then who knows what the steps they can take. To perhaps make a late charge to the eighth seed in the West. But it is pretty stacked and there's already a bit of a gap beginning to form with the NBA standings. If you take a look at the NBA standings after today's slate of matches, in the West we can see a bit of a gap between 8th and 9th. The Suns are now 7 and 6. They were 7 and 5, and the Kings came into today's game with the Suns at 5 and 7. So I'm gonna update you on the Kings and Suns match a bit later. So if you want to keep listening and keep listening. No spoilers right now. The Warriors need to be conscious though because again Draymond Green went out injured. Kai Bowman fell on his elbow and they uh, went for a layup and the brutal stretch of injuries for Golden State continues just after almost posting a triple-double. It's huge. That's what Steve Kerr said about the injury to, to Draymond Green. Losing sucks we lose seven in a row and it's miserable. The thing we try to do as a staff is get the guys to keep working and believing in what they're doing. So you can see that Steve Kerr, even though He's received some flack for perhaps not being a fantastic coach or a manager of players or a developer of players. He is sticking with it and making sure they get a win every four or five games to keep the intensity, the belief that they can perhaps plug away and build some games into these studs like Pascal. And if you hadn't even heard of the Golden State Warriors starting a lineup preseason, well, pretty fair with Curry and Thompson and D'Angelo Russell all out, and of course, DeMarcus Cousins going down before he made the move, then it was very, very, very likely that they were never going to make the NBA playoffs this season. They've had a fantastic few years and if they just need a couple of seasons to rebuild, then that is exactly what they might need. In terms of the Memphis Grizzlies, well, they are looking forward to unveiling their Vancouver Grizzlies homage jerseys very soon and this was not a night which they, which they could have afforded to lose by such a great margin to the last team in the NBA. They wanted to build up a great atmosphere inside FedEx Forum and ensure that fans came back to see the Vancouver Grizzlies remembered in this next uh, game they've got. They're going to do some fantastic court decals there as well, and it's super important that they hang on to their fans. They've got a great talented group with Jaron Jackson and Jar Morant, but it's really important they also build with Jonas Valanciunas who of course came in from the Raptors last year, Brandon Clark, Kyle Anderson, and they got some minutes tonight, albeit not many, into former Phoenix Sun, DeAnthony Melton. who didn't contribute on the card at all, but Solomon Hill had a solid 22 minutes and played some great Great defense, while it was Jay Crowder with 15 points, 11 rebounds who is arguably their most important player tonight outside of the young rookie in John Moran's handles are fantastic and he will keep on lifting the Memphis Grizzlies. They're at 5-9. They have an outside shot if they can win some games to perhaps pull themselves up But in a stacked Western Conference. They are currently 10th with such teams as the Trailblazers, the Pelicans and even Thunder and the Spurs below them. So watch this space for their NBA playoff chances. Next game on the NBA slate for a Tuesday night and Wednesday Australian time was the big one that everyone was talking about. It was the return to the association for Carmelo Anthony. First ballot Hall of Famer when he is a Eligible once his career finally wraps up. He made his debut with the Trailblazers, but it was a spoil sport move that Drew Holiday and his New Orleans Pelicans were feeling, which uh, which they contributed on the scoreboard, and they dished out a 115-104 loss to the Trailblazers. New Orleans still missing some several key players: Lonzo Ball was out, and Josh Hart also out, and the biggest miss, although in this matchup, for the Trailblazers was the fact that there was no Damien Lillard. He had missed this game and there are rumors circulating about why he's missed the game, especially given it was Melo's debut. Did he sit to have the spotlight on Melo or perhaps did he uh, legitimately really have an injury? Well, we'll soon find out in the uh, in the injury report. Since the game is wrapped up, then it's come out in the NBA injury report that Lillard has uh, suffered back spasms and he was out of today's matchup. McCollum for the Trailblazers had 22 points and 5 assists. Mello took 14 shots in his way to Pouring in 10 points to only four rebounds. Hassan Whiteside double-doubled again: 14 points, 14 rebounds. While well, the Pelicans welcome back Brandon Ingram to the fold, and boy, what a season he is continuing to have: 21 points, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals. This guy is stuffing the stat sheet, and perhaps out of the spotlight of LA, he's enjoying playing his ball in New Orleans. Drew Holiday is a point guard everyone would love to have on their team. He had 22 points, 10 assists, and five rebounds. While Jackson Hayes, with the name with the X and the X jackson he had 9.7 rebounds two steals and three blocks but most of the eyes in new orleans were focused on Carmelo anthony he struggled on debut had a quick fire seven points in the first half of his match he actually started the matchup for the trailblazers uh, with the eyes on him though he was defended very very well very well he scored Poland's first points on an open three before tallying seven in total as I mentioned in that first half. A very important matchup awaits the Portland Trail Blazers in their next game. They have fallen to a standing now in the NBA of 5-10, uh, and 10, their second last in the NBA Western Conference and they have a this was a winnable game for them. They've now got the Bucks away coming up this Friday and the Cavs after that, which they would expect to win should Lillard be back in the lineup. Of course, back spasms, as I mentioned, was the reason he missed out today. The forward also showed exactly why teams were so hesitant to sign him. Mello did not play much defense, just pointed a lot. Uh, lost Kenwick Williams a few times. Um, he, sli- he slipped out, trying to get out to him, hit a wide open three. And everyone was pretty much turned to their mates in the stands and even the coaching staff probably turned into each other and saying, Hey, Melo is playing like Melo. I suppose. That's what the Trailblazers did. They took a risk. It was a calculated one. He was free, play him, do it. Melo scored five in the first quarter, two or four shooting, but the Blazers were minus four with him. Uh, minus five with him in the first quarter but plus six when he was in the bench. At halftime, Portland were minus 12 with Melo on the floor and plus 13 with him off the floor. Now, in regards to last season with Houston, Melo was a minus player in the first half of nine of his 10 games. In total, he was minus 69 in the first half last year with the Rockets. That's not a good stat, but when you sign Melo, you just know what you're gonna get. It's pretty simple. For the Pelicans, Jackson Hayes got the start and he absolutely shined and filled the stat sheet up, the number eight overall pick. Has been overshadowed by fellow rookie Zion Williams since his draft day. With Zion though out till possibly the new year, it was a chance for Jackson Hayes to shine. He did. He was impressive on the defensive end. Two steals, three blocks, turning heads with a few of his rejections. Jump on Bleacher Report Twitter. He uh, he was dunked on, or in fact tried to be dunked on by Mello, but Jackson Hayes went straight up, denied Melo, and it was fantastic. His ability to progress this season will have a big bearing on if the Pelicans can stay at 500 and then improve once Zion returns to this team. It was enough to show the potential, and the Pelicans fans on Twitter loved Jackson Hayes and his contribution. The other player who is having a uh, surprising contribution to the Pels is Niccolo Melli. He played uh, sparingly in the second half, uh, so he played a lot in the second half as Jackson Hayes sat and played pretty sparingly. Melly's minutes will continue to fluctuate most likely, but having a card data career in Europe, similar to Luka Doncic, of course, not in his um, in his quality or the ballpark at all, but Melly is playing some quality minutes for this New Orleans side, and it was a massive win for them. They really need to keep in touch. If you look at the NBA standings, the Pelicans are now five wins and nine losses, and they dished out the 10th loss to the Blazers, so the winners of today's game the Pelicans of course 13th spot if the Blazers did win they would have been six and nine with the Pels dropping to four and ten so it was one of those matchups where if the Pels did lose then it was going to be two games off the Blazers but as it is they won this matchup and now they are level and in front in the NBA Western Conference standings a big win for the Pels in New Orleans. Sacramento welcomed Phoenix into their gym today and this was a head scratcher of a game to be perfectly honest. The Phoenix Suns had beaten the Sacramento Kings on their home floor in round one. The first game I should say of the NBA season. Today they got the win 120-116 to 116 over the Phoenix Suns. The Suns were missing Ricky Rubio after halftime. He exited the game with yet more back spasms and Aaron Baines was a bit of a casualty for the Phoenix Suns. We'll talk about him a bit later. The Suns have now lost three of their past four. After what was a sensational start to their season, they knocked off the 76ers and the Clippers amongst other teams as they were rolling to begin this season behind mostly Devin Booker. Point Book was in action the past couple of nights. The Suns have now lost back-to-back games on a back-to-back, and they have some serious concerns as they sit at seven and six, and the Kings now at six and seven. The Kings were zero and five, remember. They've won six of eight uh, since starting the season at zero and five, and a lot of it is through Bogdan Bogdanovic, he put in a career high for three-point field goals, making seven three-pointers off his nine attempts, so a very good shooting percentage for Bogdanovic and the Kings, they'll certainly take that. However, he suffered a possible leg injury in the fourth quarter. Kings coach Luke Walton expressed concern, I bet his hamstring after the game, uh, quote, hopefully it's nothing too serious. But Bogdan himself later mentioned it was only a cramp, but uh, he was ushered you quickly out of the locker room after giving that uh, quote to local media. So watch this space. Rashawn Holmes, former former Phoenix Sun of last season. He gets up for these games, Rashawn Holmes. Had 20 points and a career-high 15 rebounds. While Nemanja Balitsa was great with 17 points, 8 rebounds. Corey Joseph had a career-high 14 assists as the kings uh, continue to cover for a lack of starters the first half was all sack town in sacramento 62 45 at halftime and the suns were not great they shot at 31.9 percent overall only four of 19 from beyond the arc so this sun's team this season it seems are gonna live and die by that three i think Monty williams gives the players a lot of credit, and they he gives them the belief to really get after the three-point stroke, but if it's not working, then this is one of the results that's going to happen for the Suns. They pulled themselves right back in this game, sack led by as much as 26. They outscored Phoenix 14-6 to start second half. For the Suns close the third quarter with an 8-zip run. They got within 12, cut with deficit to 9 early in the fourth quarter, But Bogdanovich helped the Kings re-establish a double-digit lead. But the Suns charged back furiously in the final minutes. They got within threes. Book poured in a three-point shot with 12.1 seconds remaining. Yogi Ferrell sank a pair of free throws to help the Kings hold on for the win. Ricky Rubio returns, uh, as I mentioned earlier, but he did miss a lot of the second half. He was held out against Boston at home for Phoenix with back spasms. He was averaging 13.6 points, 8.7 assists and 6.3 rebounds, and the difference that Rick, Ricky Rubio makes outside of this Phoenix Suns team is uh, perfectly clear when you watch them. They are a different team without Ricky Rubio. Never thought I'd say Ricky Rubio was that important to an NBA franchise, but with these Suns and these young role players who so will get to their spots, but none of them can really provide or make up, make, make their own shot and Devin Booker is not really a point guard. Ricky Rubio is very important for this Suns team. If they need to sit him at stages, then they do need to do that. Rubio came back tonight, first half, one point, two assists, one rebound. So they brought him back very quickly and he was definitely a bit rusty. Dario Saric and Frank Kaminski, well, one of them went off. Kaminski had 17, Saric only had 2 and 3 rebounds in 21 minutes of action. A lot of minutes got into Eli Yakobo and Chek Diallo and Tyler Johnson. They failed to produce uh, only 8 points between them. The big story of the night was the Sacramento Kings. They faced the Nets and the Wizards and the Celtics in their next three, and they would probably be thinking they could win two of those and move themselves to above 500. The king's got the win by four. On to our last game of the NBA slate for the Tuesday night fixture, the Wednesday games here in Australia, and it was the Los Angeles Lakers backing up against the OKC Thunder. Thunder of course had taken on the Clippers in LA the night before, they stuck around and faced the Lakers in the LA doubleheader. One man who is getting it done for the Thunder is the old Italian Danilo Gallinari, he had 25 points. Dennis Schroeder poured in 31, but Chris Paul was surprisingly low in his returns. Only four points, but had 10 assists and five rebounds in this one. A person they need more from, in my opinion, is Stephen Adams. He only put in two points tonight. And as a centre, especially going up against Dwight Howard and the defensively minded Javelle McGee, he needed her a big game, didn't. And the Lakers cruised to a 112 107 victory that appeared to be a lot closer than it actually was. The Lakers led by a 10 at halftime and let the Thunder come back slightly in the closing stages, but they were never troubled. LeBron had 25 points, 10 assists, 11 rebounds. He is continuing his amazing season of scoring triple-doubles and being the number one assist leader in the comp. Who saw that coming? AD, 34 points, seven rebounds, four assists. They both played 37 minutes of game time. The Lakers are one of those teams who just will get it done. They'll lose every now and then until probably stuff some bets up and some predictions and things that I say in this podcast. But they're really, really one of those teams who have put together role players again. They remind me of the Raptors last year, except they've got two studs in AD and LeBron. They've also got a guy called Rajon Rondo, who coming off the bench with 10 assists in 27 minutes is providing a spark that not many other teams in the Western Conference have. A point guard who's been there, done that in this NBA, in this league, And he is providing some off the bench. The other man who they need to fire is Kyle Kuzma. And unfortunately for the Lakers tonight, Kuzma exited the game with an injury. Now, he had an eye abrasion and will undergo further testing. He exited the game with a bloody eye. And uh, really important to keep all your socials in terms of Kyle Kuzma's return date. He went straight to the locker room and did not return. Frank Vogel uh, talked about Kuzma and how important he is after the game, and LeBron always makes sure he mentions how important Kuzma is to their rotation. When Kuzma was out, he'd only been back a few games. The Lakers did struggle to close opponents out, but uh, he needs to be in the rotation. Another person who's had a renaissance after being called out on Twitter last week, is Kentavious Caldwell-Pope poured in 13 points, for rebounds, and two assists today. Danny Green had a uh, uncharacteristic quiet game, but when your two studs are pouring in half of your score between them, Davis and James poured in 59 points for the Lakers. then not many other players have to turn up that well and produce that well. It's all Rajon Rondo off the bench, and the Lakers got the job done against OKC. For OKC, will they hang on to Chris Paul all season? It seems like a bit of a lost form. Dennis Schroeder off the bench, he could feel Paul's guard rotation. i have got Nerlens Noel coming off there, he's having himself quite a good few games. But that's where it gets very shallow, very quickly for the Thunder. They relied on Darius Baisley, Deontay Burton and Abdel Nader today to fill their last rotation spots course, the doubleheader in LA is always a tricky matchup and a flight. Just ask the Atlanta Hawks; who got blown out by 49 points by the Clippers, and then uh, touched up by the Lakers on the weekend. So the uh, Thunder won't want to go back to LA anytime soon. They sit on the NBA standings at five and nine. Los Angeles are at 12 and two, and it's looking to be a race to the playoffs for the Lakers and their fans. Don't they know that they absolutely love their team now? There's a few. Years of going down. Even last year, LeBron came and he promised the city he'd take them up and make them all of them again. And he was in the midst of doing that. He's got Davis on his team. That's who he wanted. He's got his role players, Danny Green, Rajon Rondo. If they bring in perhaps an Iguodala from Memphis at some stage, then that might be all they need to tip this team over the edge. But there are no other teams who can Keep up with them who are capable of perhaps slowing their scoring down. Perhaps Boston might be able to, and that's a matchup coming up next week. We should be able to see and see if that's a possibility. I think it's next week, perhaps it's in the next few weeks. I believe I saw a matchup coming up soon. That could be one team. You could stifle them on defense because the Celtics defense do play uh, every man for themselves, and there's not one stud or style on that defense. They all contribute equally. The Lakers, though, they keep on rolling on. Defeating OKC today in LA at the stable centre 112-107. Downtown! With the games wrapped up, time to look at some breaking news across the NBA. And we start with the leak of five new NBA uniforms, and uh, the five teams of the NBA uniforms that have leaked have been teams which didn't want you to see them. It's Denver Nuggets, the uh, the Cream City they're calling themselves, City of Milwaukee with their New Jersey, the Pistons New Jersey, the Blazers New Jersey and the Boston Jersey as well. Now, these jerseys uh, have been leaked and some people don't believe they Legit, but let's get right to it. Working in the awesome order, the Nugget City uniform is bringing back the rainbow hue and the Denver skyline. And you can see this if you just uh, Google uh, new uniforms, leaks on Google. The next one, the Bucks. Well, I personally did not know the Bucks City or Milwaukee was nicknamed the Cream City. And it is what it says on the tag. Really, it's a cream jersey with some uh, epic writing and some nice fonts on the side. It looks like it's got a bit of a watermark in terms of the Bucks logo at the back. And uh, it's, well, the Bucks wear cream, I suppose. Well, the brewers, the Milwaukee brewers in the baseball, their brand new home jersey is cream. And it refers, as I've uh, researched for you, to the cream-colored bricks used a lot in the architecture in the Milwaukee area. There you go, get civilized. The Pistons, they're carrying on with their Motor City jersey theme. This time, tuning and uh, perhaps trying to get a little bit more towards the Crystal Palace type lookup. It's a red jersey with two like, racing dark blue stripes in the middle of their jersey actually looks quite nice and when it's when it's actually worn i can see it really pounding off that chest it's got some silver on the back with the blue and uh, it's fantastic in terms of the trailblazers they're the third in the series of just blank city really they'll be wearing their rip city design it's rip city ridden in red and over a white background it's basic it's not fantastic but they officially unveiled their city edition uh, before the Z- jerseys leaked overnights outside in Australia. The last one, the Boston jersey, well, my personal favorite. It's got a leprechaun green with a gold coffin, gold sleeves on the outside. The accents and the vintage coloring are fantastic. A retro mashup, really, they're referring to. Uh, 771 and 71 to 75 for Boston Celtics' existence, the word Boston is written exactly how you have to see it on perhaps a Irish pub, if you go to Irish pubs, and uh, it just looks like a very simple and clean design. Alright, moving on, if you hadn't heard from Jamal Crawford for a while, it's a good reason why. The three times six Man of the Year. A winner, he scored over 50 points last time that he played in the NBA. Yeah, so he scored nearly 20,000 points. He's come out and told uh, Michael kasky Blomain of CBS NBA, quote, I know I can play, and I think my reputation is still solid. It's baffling to me how I'm not in this league. I'm kind of an outlier, because you don't see anyone my age having games like that, he said. And I did it off the bench a year earlier in my 18th year. I was still averaging double figures. I can bring a multitude of things. I'll be ready for whatever team decides how I can fit into what they're trying to do. Can you imagine if the Clippers or the Lakers add Jamal Crawford? I mean, what a guy to bring off the bench from the playoff game six is you're tied in a series, perhaps 3-0, and you think, hmm, who can we go to in this last few seconds to put on the three-point stroke to tie us in the NBA Finals? I know, a guy that uh, is old really old he's 39 years old but a guy who can play at a high level is fit and can shoot the rock well from anywhere on the court jamal crawford watch this space. he may be in an nba team come uh, next year or even sooner jamal crawford uh wanting to get back into the nba Luka Magic. you haven't heard those two words by now, then you're not following the NBA. Luka Doncic has been rated by the No Dunks guys on their podcast, The Athletic, the guys that host the starters and NBA TV, as one of the top 10 players in the league. That includes... Kevin Durant went fit, Kyrie Irving of course in there as well, Stefan Kyrie went fit but Luka Doncic is setting all kinds of records, if you missed it he became like the second guy at 20 years old to have a triple double scoring more than 40 points, the other guy LeBron And today, the Dallas Mavericks tried to get up with the Luka Doncic feels, yeah, trying to be cool there. DemetriusBellForbes.com posted an article saying that they're going to wear their 2019-20 City Edition uniforms for the first time, and they released it today looking like a bit of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, going back in the 90s, it's pretty much something you might see under a bridge. They've changed the hair of the Mav in their logo to green. And they're kind of getting a bit of a spray paint feel. The positive, the green's back. Mavs fans, NBA fans love the green when it was part of the Mavs get up and their court and their jersey. But uh, it's kind of like Chris Absipor's Ingus is posing in the photo forward and he's been forced to be there against his will or something like that. When you enter their team store in Dallas, it does say welcome the future, but uh, I'm not sure what future the Mavs are welcoming in. They do have a lovely star for their Dallas on their shorts, and the green uh, highlights on the side, they're not great, they're not great, great, but they're not bad either. And uh, something that I think the NBA want teams to do is bring out these city uniforms and they can just make a bit more money. At the end of the day, the NBA is all about making money. If they can get fans to buy a million of these City Edition uniforms for each team. Every team's going to be forced to have one. And it's going to make a lot of money for them, the teams, um, <clears throat> attendance, the Nike. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the NBA. And the NBA continues to grow. I mentioned before in the Lakers wrap-up that Kyle Kuzma unfortunately suffered an eye abrasion during their win against OKC. It was uh, particularly gruesome. Took an elbow directly to his right eye from Thunder Forward, Darius Bazley. And he immediately left the locker room as per the NBA's blood rule. After the game, the head coach Frank Vogel told, told reporters, "Quote that Kuzma had suffered an eye abrasion, but was cleared by the medical staff. The better judgment of protecting his young staff was what he thought would be the best way to go, and then he just didn't decide to play in the second half. He was uh, putting up some numbers with Carl Kuzma, shooting in bunches in the past few games." <clears throat> Excuse me. He also missed a month though in the preseason and the beginning of the regular season thanks to a foot injury. But so they're hoping he'll be back on deck for the Lakers' next assignment. The Lakers are looking for good so far in season 2019 20 of the NBA. And if we take a look at their next couple of fixtures, they face the Thunder again in OKC and then the Grizz. So it could be a couple of potential games where they could rest Kyle Kuzma, leave him in LA and uh, hope for the best. If you saw the injury, though, the video was quite startling. It's like someone had a knife and shoved it right into his eye. He was uh, doubling over. There's a couple right behind them, though, woman who, the man looks very, very disappointed or very, very devastated for him, but the, his, his wife or partner or sister just grabbed some popcorn and he starts eating it. So, did not have a care in the world, that they hope it kills That's it for NBA Downtown Pod today. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to have a look and take a look at what is on the fixture for tomorrow's NBA slate of matchups. It's a big, big day in the NBA tomorrow. Knicks and 76ers, Spurs, Wizards, Hornets, Nets, Cavs, Heat, Bucks, Hawks, Magic, Raptors, Warriors, Mavs, Pistons, Bulls, Jazz, T Wolves, Rockets, Nuggets, Celtics, and Clippers do come tomorrow in the association. As always, jump on our Twitter at Downtown Pod. Send us some tips, send us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you guys, the listeners. If you would love to be on the podcast, I would love to have you contribute some of your NBA opinions, some facts, whatever you love, whatever you like to do. Email, please, downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. Downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. Until I catch you tomorrow night on Downtown Pod, keep it easy.